0: This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. Well, good day all. This is Bill Kasky back at the Advanced Selling Podcast. I am flying solo today, my good friend and... Co-host Brian Neal. Brian and I were together actually for five days this weekend, and he probably had had just about enough of me. So, uh, no, he's on uh, on assignment today with a client. So I'm winging it all by myself. A couple of things before we get started: uh, we now have a LinkedIn group, uh, Advanced Selling Podcast. So if you have not uh, connected with us, you can either connect through Bill Caskey or Brian Neal. B-R-Y-A-N-N-E-A-L-E. Uh, but ma- make sure you uh, join our LinkedIn group. We're just starting it. In fact, uh, you probably only see 8 or 10 or 15 people there, maybe not that many. Uh, but Jill Van Arsdahl, who uh, does a lot of our digital work here at Kasky, she is, uh, has created a group. And I want to use that to connect with folks all over the world and talk about some of these issues in a little bit uh, smaller groups sort of setting. So if you have not connected with us, make sure you do on LinkedIn and then join the group Advanced Selling Podcast. I also know I've announced this a couple times, but uh, you can get a free copy, a free PDF copy of the book, Same Game, New Rules. It's an ebook book v- uh, format. And you'll also get uh, two or three bonus videos as well where I take a couple of chapters of the book and detail them. Go to samegamenewrules.com, and you'll get over the next few days uh, a handful of videos. And then we've also got one that's uh, will be going out here in a couple weeks called Rules, Tools, and Attitudes, where I take a couple of the... Uh, Uh, concepts in a product that we have called rules tools and attitudes and outline those for you Uh, a couple of shout outs jonathan otter from uk uh, linkedin and uh, says hello mike coffee david daniels tom dameth david Lindbergh, ron Elmagno. probably have uh, mentioned those guys before but uh, they're good listeners all over the world today's topic is one that i'm going to refer to as problem proliferation and if i can pull away from the mic so that i don't pop my peas too much Problem proliferation. You know, in the podcast and in our training, uh, we work with a lot of organizations in the area of sales development, skill development. And one of the skills that we think is extremely important for all of our listeners to work on, develop, pay attention to is the skill of finding the problem the customer has. Because it's only through the finding of the problem that they have that you'll be able to craft or articulate a solution that fits exactly what they're looking for. The problem many times is that we sales folks stop short of the real issue. We hobble along on the surface and talk about surface issues, but we really don't get down deep, dirty, digging further into what the real issues are. And so we introduced this concept called problem proliferation. That's taking a problem that a customer says they have and going further with it, not just deep down what happens if you don't solve the problem, but begin to understand how the problem they have might affect other parts of their life. We talk in our training about two types of questions. There's the type that leads you to an intellectual response by the customer, and a type that leads you to an emotional response. Now, some questions probably could have a little bit of both, but an intellectual response question would be something like, "Well, how many units do you currently have in your business?" And so you're selling phones. We say, "Well, I've got uh, 137 stations." Well, that's a very intellectual question. You're not going to create any kind of atmosphere where they need to buy from you if all you ask is intellectual questions or are intellectual questions so what we want to do is have a nice mix of intellectual questions and emotional questions and on the emotional questions you've got to be careful because anytime you start asking an emotional question of someone that you may not have a ton of rapport with especially if this is like a first call or a second call don't over-rapport with people. Don't assume that you have that rapport up front. You've got to ask them permission to ask some of these questions. But you want to get to an emotional state. You want to know how does the problem that he or she has just told you they have or the, or this, the interest that they have in your product, how does that show up in their life? And until you can find out how the issue shows up in their life, and it might, might have nothing to do with business issues, or if it does, they take them home with them, you've got to find that out. You've got to understand that. So I've got four rules here that I think uh, some are rules, some are philosophy, some are maybe a couple tools that I'd like to share with you that will help you as you go out in the field over the next few days and talk to people. Remember that there are two different parts of this. There's the intellectual part and the emotional part. Number one, you must understand in your heart that there is more to buying than what you're selling. There is more to buying than what you're selling. You think that your research project or your methodology or your this or that is the reason people buy. I don't buy it. I think the reason people buy is you are present with them. You are connected with them. They, are, uh, they, they detect the, the uh, authenticity of your questions. You understand what's really happening to them behind the scenes. And you help them come to that conclusion that they might be able to solve the problem with you. So you've got to know there is more to it than what's on the surface. Number two, at some point, you cross the threshold between an intellectual solution and an emotional solution. So let's suppose that I'm talking to the VP of sales at a company, and they've never done any training before, and he's got, uh, let's say, 10 people that report to him, and we're talking about doing a a series of events. Maybe they're web events, maybe they're telephone, maybe live face-to-face, doesn't matter. And we start asking him questions about, wh- why are you interested in training your people? And he says, well, you know, just, uh, we're just not closing enough sales. And I say, okay, well, well, tell me more about that. Well, we get into the process, and uh, we, we're go- we go through the first part pretty well, but then we get to a point where the prospect asks us for a quotation or a proposal, we give it to them, and then we can't close because they have all of our information, and we have nothing from them. Okay, fine. And what he has just told me is the circumstance. The circumstance is not the pain. The circumstance is not, and that may be the business problem, but it goes deeper than that because what I want to know is, well, well, so what? So what for you, Mr. VP of sales? I mean, you get paid. I mean, I know that you'd love to have them uh, improve, but so what? What if they don't improve? Is there any penalty? Is there any financial implication, any any personal consequence? What, what? Why would you ever want to solve a problem like that? Because the problem is that that's an issue that's going to take some time to solve. It's not something that I can just come in and wave a magic wand and fix, it's going to take some time. So then he decides, okay, well, I I need to tell Bill now what the issues are that result. What's the problem proliferation? How does that problem proliferate into other areas? You've got to find out where that becomes emotional. Number three, it's at that point where he or she begins to reveal what the real issues are and how those real issues affect their personal lives where you've got to really soften up. But don't quit. Sometimes I watch salespeople in role plays and I I do some uh, phone coaching and we do some role playing and I'll hear people quit just before the threshold. You've got to soften, but don't quit. By soften, I mean sometimes you have to choose your words very carefully. Literally, your voice needs to go down a few octaves. You need to breathe a little bit more through your diaphragm. Make sure that you are sensitive to the fact that this this can be an okay, not okay kind of relationship and discussion you're having with this person. So when you say... Uh, well, well, tell me, how does that? What's the personal implication of that? You have to say it in, in that tone. Not well. What's the personal implication of that, John? If you don't get that fixed, I mean, you got to soften. They're going emotional, so you have to go emotional. And number four, when they finally tell you how this is affecting them personally, do not sell. I know we hear this. BS on buying signals and on clues, buying indicators, buying clues. You know what? There, I don't even know if there is such a thing. I know that at some point the prospect becomes interested because they detect you have a solution that will solve their problem head on. But the more you vault back into sales mode, just after after the customer or prospect has said, you know, I really feel like if I don't get this problem solved, I'm not sure I'm going to have a job in the next in the next year. I mean, we've got... All these changes in our industry, and I'm, you know, I've got to get this thing fixed. You don't come back then and say, "Okay, well, let me uh, let, let's go to page three of my brochure. I will tell you exactly how I'm going to fix the problem." Paul, don't do that. Be right there with them. Be present with them. Be in the room with them. Help them see that you're not going to run to a solution. You, you're taking in this information. This is all data, emotional data, intellectual data that you're gathering. You need to say at some point. I really appreciate the fact that you've shared this with me. I, I, I really do appreciate that. I know it's not easy. It, it really helps me to know, though, where your head is and how I can be of most value and service to you. So be very resistant when your mind is saying, okay, you got him. Go for it. Don't do it. So I hope those four things help you as you think about this idea of problem proliferation, I think it's really important. I think that we probably don't talk on the podcast enough about it. However, it's sort of one of those skills that needs to be practiced face-to-face. It's kind of hard for us to practice on the podcast. But if you were in front of us in a room, we would go down the the funnel with you. We would help you see how you've got a little bit of ways to go. So don't ever be afraid of uh, taking people a little bit further. Make sure you're asking emotional questions. Make sure you're softening up. And for God's sakes, don't sell. Once again, you can go to LinkedIn. And connect with us and go to the Advanced Selling Podcast LinkedIn group. Also go to Same Game, New Rules. If you'd like to get a free copy of the ebook by that name. And you'll also get a handful of videos and also some information on rules, tools, and attitudes. And I hope Brian is back again sometime soon. I'm sure he will be next week. See you then. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Casky Achievement Strategies Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillCasky.com or to iTunes.